Hello, Heath. Welcome back to the City Manager Chat Podcast. I am your city manager, Aretha Adams, and I'm here again today with Suzanne Brooke, our communications director. Hey, Suzanne. Hey there. Happy to be back. Thank you. Yes, me too. So we have a lot to talk about today. This week's Hot Topic segment is all about legislation. So did you know that the 88th regular legislative session is going on down in Austin right now? I did. And you know, a few weeks ago on one of our segments, we talked about municipal government touching your life. No government touches you more, but state is right behind it. Oh, gosh. Things are going on that do touch your life that you want to follow. Well, and not just that, but the state legislation that's going through right now is hot on our heels. Like it stands to impact exactly how our municipal government can affect folks' lives. So there's so much land use policy legislation right now that's out there and other types of legislation that is really affecting how cities can govern or stands to affect how cities can govern if the legislation is passed. And we're going to dive into that really deeply on one specific item of legislation with our guest today, our employee that we're introducing to everyone. So yeah, I just want to take a minute to talk to folks and let them know this legislative session is going on right now. It started back on January 10th. It's going through May 29th. And just keep in mind, in Texas, we only have a legislative session every other year. So the next session won't be until 2025 unless the governor calls a special session. So we want to encourage you to pay attention to what's going on. Understand how this legislation could affect your local government and how your local government can regulate growth, land use. That means what can be built on properties, how dense properties can be developed, those types of things, which really go to the quality of life in your city, in the city of Heath specifically. So pay attention. We actually have our representative, Justin Holland, in the area, and then we have also Senator Hall. So do we have information on how folks can reach them? We do. And we like to throw little fun facts at you, but we were blessed to have Representative Justin Hall on city council before he went to the state level. That's right. And he's a Heath resident. He loves our community as much as we do. He has a Rockwell office and welcomes hearing from you. That number is 972-722-7521. And then, of course, Senator Bob Hall, a longstanding public servant, has a Rockwell office, and his number is 972-722-3131. And, of course, you can go on the Texas State site and email them. There's a form. They don't have specific emails, but you can reach them via email there too. Yeah. And we just think it's really important for folks to know. We, of course, we want you to be engaged and connected with us at the local level, but now is the time for us to really stress the important role that the state plays when it comes to how local cities operate, run, and govern. So pay attention to what's going on. Like I said, we'll get into some legislation with our next guest in our Meet the Team segment. So stay tuned for that. All right. And so before we leave our hot topic segment, I do want to talk about our recurring topic, our favorite topic right now, water. (laughs) Um, So just a reminder, you can always visit our website, heathtx.com and go to WaterWise. We have an entire area on our website dedicated to water, water conservation, our infrastructure, all of those important things. And I want to make mention back on May 9th at the council meeting, the council did pass a water conservation ordinance. Make sure that you go 
go back and listen to that and understand what the council has done there. We're really just putting more tools in our toolbox so that we can manage the way that water is used in our community so we can make sure it's being done responsibly and we don't get back to a place where we were last year where we had to go from stage one to stage three in just three days. So nobody wants to go back to that. Nobody does. So we are though, you know, as I said in the last episode, we are starting to see that water usage creep. And that's okay. That's expected to happen as the months get warmer. But just stay mindful, be conscious of how you're using water, and remember, it doesn't take as much as you think it does for your landscaping. So just be mindful of that. Okay, our next segment is where we introduce a new employee to you all. And today I have with us Erin Adele. Hello, Erin, and welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Why don't you introduce yourself, what you do for the city, and how long you've been working with us? So I am the Director of Planning, and I have been with the City of Heath since December of 2020. (gasps) You're a COVID hire. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I am a COVID (laughs) hire. I met everybody in 2D via Zoom for a good year or so uh, before I got to meet them in 3D. So it's been a fun transition. I work with the development side of the city. So I review plats and zoning requests and variances and conditional use permits and talk to people who want to use their land and let them know uh, what our rules and regulations are and kind of help them through the process. It sounds like you play a very important role in the city. Development, you know, is always a hot topic, especially in the city of Heath and in Rockwall, in the state of Texas, really. We've been growing so much. So your role in making sure that the development that comes to our town is quality and meets all of our standards is a very important one. And it kind of transitions us to what I really want to talk about with you a little bit, which is our hot topic for today, and that's legislation. You mentioned that you deal with land use, and we know there's a lot of legislation that's going through right now regarding land use. One of those very specific pieces of legislation is about auxiliary dwelling units, ADUs for short. Can you tell us a little bit about that piece of legislation, how it would impact the city of Heath in regards to what we currently allow or require when it comes to buildings like that? Sure. An accessory dwelling unit is one that's by definition an accessory or a smaller structure to uh, be placed on the same property as a primary dwelling unit. Right now in the city, of Heath, if you are in a residential district, you can have one accessory dwelling unit on your property. And we do have some regulations on how big that structure can be and where it can be placed on your property. And it kind of depends on the size of your property, how big your accessory dwelling can be. The legislature right now is considering a bill. It's called House Bill 2789. And there's a companion bill on the Senate side. I don't know that reference number. Do you? Senate Bill 1412. Thank you. That legislation would drastically change the way that accessory dwelling units would be dealt with in Heath if it were to be successful. It would allow not one accessory dwelling unit, but two. And the size of the dwelling unit would only be limited by the size of the primary residence. So you could have two units, two accessory dwelling units in your backyard that could be as large as your primary residence. And this applies to all properties? It would. 
The structures can be as close as five feet from your property line, and they only have to be separated from one another as much as would be required by the fire code. And the tricky bit about that is that the fire code is really dependent on the type of materials that you use. So the separation goes anywhere from zero feet to several more feet, depending on what kind of materials you use. So you could end up with basically a duplex in your backyard that could be almost twice the size of your primary residence. If this legislation passes as it's written now, is there any way for a city to regulate these ADUs? Does this apply to homeowners associations or can anyone anywhere, regardless of where their property is located, take advantage of this new legislation if it's if it passes? I want to make clear to everyone who's listening, this has not passed. It's still in committee and going through the process. But if this were to pass, how or what remedies are in place to make sure that cities can still manage growth and in the way that they see fit at the local level? Part of the language of the bill is that cities' growth strategies cannot be used as a regulating factor. So you mentioned homeowner associations, and really homeowner associations are the only mechanism that can be used within the city of Heath's context to regulate the size of the two accessory dwelling units that would be allowed. So a homeowner association could establish rules and regulations to limit the number and the size and the location of accessory dwelling units on the properties within their association. So, okay, that's that's great news that HOAs have some level of authority. Is all of the dwelling units within the city of Heath, all of the homes, are they all in an HOA? They are not. So we would have a certain segment of our city that city officials would not be able to regulate. Yes, that is correct. And in fact, some of our smaller lots are in subdivisions that do not have HOAs. So some of the areas that could ultimately have the highest density of accessory dwelling units are in neighborhoods that do not have HOAs. Wow. Well, thank you for diving into that. Today, like as I mentioned, this is kind of our hot topic, and we really want to encourage folks that some of the legislation, although this is taking place way down in Austin, it impacts us seriously at the local level. So thank you for taking the time to talk about that. But before you get out of here, I know you've been with Heath for, what, almost three years now this year. What have you enjoyed the most so far? Oh, I mean, other than my coworkers who are... Great answer, great answer. (laughs) Especially my city manager. (laughs) Perfect answer. (laughs) I have loved just the challenge of working in a a community that has very high standards and a development strategy that requires large lots. And since I've been here, the regulations have changed and we've gone through some different iterations of what kind of development development can occur, the mindset being toward being a premier and quality community. So that's been a unique chapter in my career, and I have enjoyed learning and figuring out how to be an asset in trying to make those concepts a reality. Well, you are definitely an asset, and (laughs) we really enjoy you. So thank you for everything, Erin, and thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. All right, so we've made it to our business update segment, and the burning question on everybody's mind is, 
When will Pablo's open? Well, he's not open today, but it could be tomorrow or any day. But the sign is up. It's beautiful today. You look in the window and it's looking really beautiful in there. So everybody is so excited to welcome Pablo back. I am definitely excited. They're working their way through the process of opening. And just like the entire community, when they open, I know that you and I will be there as well. It's a lunch date, right? Absolutely. All right. All right. It's on the books. All right. And oh, we should mention for people who don't know or those who are new to the community, Pablo's is the new Arbolitos. I mean, we used to have a restaurant in that same space. It was called Arbolitos. It was also delicious. And Pablo is the manager of that establishment. Correct. He was recruited to the city of fate to open Pablo's and fate. And it's been wonderful. But now we're so happy that there's going to be two Pablo's. In fact, the nickname is Pablo's too. And it's it's in the strip center on Hubbard Drive next to Heath Hair Salon and spot all right we've made it back to our favorite segments just for fun so i have some exciting news to share Captain Kevin Rowan and Detective Eric Wiedemann have just crossed the stage with their bachelor's degrees. We are so proud of them. I mean, they're hard workers. They love this community. They're so dedicated. And while serving this community tirelessly, they have, and their families, by the way, they have families, both of them. They have been going to school and working to further their education just to be better for our community, for themselves, professionally. I cannot be more proud of them. And the best part of this was they were inspired by our very own chief who, when he was a sergeant, had started furthering his education and is currently working on his master's degree. So we have a a super educated police leadership department over here. So I'm excited. It's a great culture. So congratulations to them, but congratulations to all of our 2023 graduates, especially our Heath Hawks. We're so excited. Congratulations. May you go out there and take the world by storm. We wish you all the best and your hometown is proud of you. All right, so we're at our Let's Hear From You segment. You know we always love hearing from everyone in the community. Thank you for your comments, your feedback, your downloads, your love, all of that. So between the last podcast and this one, we did get a pretty cool question that we're excited to answer. The question is, I thought I saw somewhere that the deadline was extended to sign up as a member of the Parks and Trails of Heath, also known as PATH, and get the new t-shirt. Do you have any insight on that, Suzanne? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. The deadline was extended. You can sign up online to become a Pathfinder member by May 30th and get the new cool t-shirt that we're using for this campaign. Um, I get it. It's, it's cute. Really I've seen it. It's really pretty. Yeah. It's mint green. It's soft. It's cool for the summer. Probably see some of our park board members sporting it. We launched it at the Heart of Heath. But it's just $10 a month that you donate to the park trails and recreation system. And we have a lot of support here. And so go online, heathtx.com, sign up. You'll see your friends and neighbors and other businesses who are also PATH members, and you can join the fun. Well, thank you for answering that. Hey, guys, and keep your questions coming. We want to hear from you. Even if you just have comments or feedback, we'd love to hear from you and make sure that we're engaging you and answering the questions that you need answers to. 
All right, so before we get out of here, I want to give a shout out to our Public Works crew. National Public Works Week is coming up. It'll be from May 21st to May 27th. Kudos to our Public Works team. In our last episode, episode three, you heard from the Public Works director, Matt Holzapfel. Well, on May 25th, if you want to come out to the council meeting, you can meet all of our Public Works crew because the mayor and the council will be honoring them with a proclamation in honor of National Public Works Week. But we're so grateful for them. These are the guys behind the scenes that you hardly ever see, but they're doing all the hard work. The Christmas decorations, they're putting those up. All of the events, they're out there moving trash cans and barricades and all kinds of things. If we have an ice storm or an emergency, those guys are staying here overnight and getting the job done. So kudos to you guys. Thank you so much for all the hard work that you give to this city. Yeah. What people may not realize, public works are first responders as well. Absolutely. They're on call 24-7 to keep our community safe and working. All right, Suzanne, this was fun today. It was. I enjoyed it. So we've come to the end of our fourth episode now. Thanks for sticking with us. We hope we're just getting better and better. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Take care. 